say in the presence of the messenger of God that it was a mistake? Why should God be angry on account of your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For in many dreams and in many words there is emptiness. Rather, fear God. This is going to be a little bit new, but... uh... Uh, this is not something that I would uh, um, require you to do, but if you are able from now on, before I would walk up uh, to, to preach, I will kneel myself here for a few seconds, and if you're able, please stand and clothe me in prayer, uh, because church is not a church without two elements, the presence of God and the voice of God. And we need to honor those. And I want to ask you, whenever you step and you come into the house of the Lord, that you realize that and your first action should be, you know, sit down or kneel or stand or find a corner and and come in prayer before the Lord. And it's the same way as we approach, uh, uh, you know, uh, the place from where we try to discern and listen his voice, I want to close that in prayer. So I w- simply what I will do, I will come here and kneel and pray to the Lord. And if you could please stand and pray that uh, the Lord will be with me and uh, that will give uh, uh, attention to the voice of God. Um, this is not a religious rite, but this is a fact that we do treasure the presence of God and the voice of God in our midst. So this is what I will do from now on. In the back, uh, there's a sign-up list for you to sign and to come. Please have lunch or dinner with me. Uh, It's right in the back there. It's on a green paper. Uh, Please sign up, and uh, we would love to have you over, you and your entire family. If you don't want to eat at our place, I'll take you out. So uh, please sign up. Uh, There's a place there where you have food restriction or allergies. Please also sign up for that as well. There's also a Bible reading plan. It, it is a two-year plan. It is a precursor and a foundation, um, you know, for the vision that we will eventually cast, uh, you know, through the Holy Spirit and Lord Jesus for this church. So please also take that along with you. This is uh, one of my favorite passages in scriptures. And you say, well, you know, it didn't sound all that great. But I will tell you that um, passages that deal with the presence of God are open-ended. You can keep preaching, you can keep going, and they don't stop. The reason why you are alive and you're here is because I am. 
Because God is and he exists. There's something that we are constantly fighting. There's an urge. And uh, that urge that is within us, the flesh uses it for sin. And the spirit lusts for it at the same time. As it tells us that the, in Galatians that the things of the flesh and the things of the spirit, they lust or they desire one another. There's this fight. There's this longing. Because... It is all about being in the presence of God. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more real. And there's nothing everlasting or eternal except the presence of God. And you should be the most excited about this because where do you want your journey to end? You want your journey to end in the presence of God. Where has journey ever started? There's no journey. There's nothing to talk about unless there is God and the presence of God. So you shouldn't be surprised when God says, I am the first and the last. I am omega, I am alpha and Now, here's the problem. We come in the middle. And there's a sickness in us because of the flesh that's been tainted to use the fact that we are no longer in the very presence of God. But there's also a healthy longing for someone who's been born again or born of the Spirit of God to come back into that presence of God. What do we see the psalmist say, David, when, you know, he was a worship leader. David, you know, within, he was a worship leader. A man after God's own heart. A day in your house is better than a thousand years elsewhere. Now you say, how could he live a thousand years? He couldn't live that way. And that brings me down to memory lane. Brad, how did you meet your wife? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. See, she has a memory lane. <laughs> you know, and they could tell me along the way where they are now, how they met. Mikey, do you remember how you met Genevieve? Yeah, there's a memory lane there. Now, this passage has two ways. Because Corinthians tells us that you are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. So there's a reality about the presence of God within us. Now, I don't want to confuse you, but there's at least about five different presences of God. And we're not going to get too deep into that at this point. Maybe in Sunday school, we'll look at something like that. There's the presence of God within us. But this is talking about a corporate presence within his holy anointed where the Shekinah glory of God could fall type of presence. Here. But there's a memory lane. And guess what? 
there should be a memory lane of you and God. And you say, well, pastor, there's no memory lane in the Bible. And I beg you the difference. What did God tell Israel to do as Joshua was crossing over the Jordan? And why would he tell them to pick up the stones? So they remember, when you come into the presence of the Lord, guard your steps. You ought to prepare. I know some of you spend time in mirror, I can tell, when you come to church. And some genders a little more than others. Uh, you know, I wonder if you take the time for the memory lane before you come to, to the house of the Lord. You know, if within the cabinet of your soul, you begin to pull out the stones, hey, yeah, this is when I met the Lord. This is when his grace invaded me. This is when his truth, this is when he's blessed me. This is when I saw the manifestation of his power in my life or through me. There's certain stones of remembrance and of a reality that we have as we walk with God. And the Lord says, guard your steps. Why? Because he also desires you and I to be in that presence. But by the fact that he says, guard your steps, what do you think he thinks of us and the place where we live? Does he think good things about the place where we live and us? Yes, he thinks very good things. But he knows what evil it is. Now that you understand this presence of God, you won't be surprised that in the second chapter of Genesis, it is no longer Elohim who comes to Adam and Eve. But it is Yahweh, which is the pre-incarnate Messiah. Elohim would have destroyed Adam and Eve. If he came into their presence. So the name of God changes to the covenant making God Yahweh. And they're hiding. And he's calling out their name. They're hiding. He's calling out their name. What's hindering people from coming to Yahweh? Adam and Eve in that case. Fear and shame. But what is the problem of why we have to guard our steps? Decisions that are made because of sin. Fear and shame. And the Lord desires this presence. So he brings us an antitype of what himself would do Jesus as he came into incarnated as Jesus Christ and die for you and I, he takes animals and he kills them and makes clothes for them so they can come out of their fear and shame and hiding so they can have a relationship with God again. 
See, the gospel is right there already. And that's what he did. Guard your steps. Shamar. So I tell you. That without a healthy prayer life, you cannot approach God well. Without us being a praying congregation, we cannot inhabit the presence of God well within our midst. Now you say, well, it's funny because there is no parallel of this passage in the New Testament. And I say, really? Is it because the church, is this passage not good for us today? Since we're in Christ, this no longer pertains to us. Is it obsolete? Is it abolished for us? What do you guys think? No? Why not? But don't we act like it? If I were to put an image of what happened when people went to the temple and what people do in the church, you, it'd be like looking at an orderly family versus watching a, what is that crazy guy show on TV? Jerry Springer? I'm serious. You're laughing. This is not. This is serious. This is how different some of our churches today would look compared to back then. People stroll and walk everywhere. It's as though we own this place, and we do own it. But to enter within the presence of God, it only happened once a year. Now I tell you how we have developed things that are very troublesome. And I'm so glad that I don't have to tell you. But I'll tell you why we have come to this place. Because the Holy Spirit has seen it. And he is speaking to us through the Apostle Paul to a young pastor named Timothy. Was pastoring. And this is what he says. I should have brought my glasses. But understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self. Now I hope you understand how relevant this text is. This is its counterpart of a church that meets. Without having this requirement or this reality, not a requirement, because this is a reality. The reality of God will be the same forever. And we approach Him, not we are bringing about His presence. We can do witnessing of His presence, but His anointed presence. Is something that works upon people, not within people, uh, as the Holy Spirit speaks. 
Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful. Uh, this is speaking about the church. The context here is not the world. We already know the world is worse than this. This is speaking to the pastor about the church. Slanderous, uh, heartless, unappealing, unholy, ungrateful, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, record, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Remember how I started this. And that's the reason why I started this passage this way. There is nothing that you and I should love more than being in the presence of God. And David was a man after God's own heart. And you see David too. He said, I need to worship God. I want to be in his presence. I will bring the... What was the presence of God in the Holies of Holies represented by? The Ark of the Covenant? Yahweh? The covenant-making God? The Ark of the Covenant? Good intention. Good heart. But he did not guard his steps as he brought. And what happened in the presence of God? He struck his, one of his best friends dead. As he tried to help God. But it was David's mistake for not guarding his steps as the Lord commanded in how to bring the ark. And you say, wow, but, you know, and, and there's so many people like that in the church. And it breaks my heart because people love the Lord. People have good intentions. But they have yet to surrender or they're ignorant of the design of God. And you want to correct them, but do you want to break their stride and their love for the Lord? The Lord knew the heart of David, but he struck Uzzah dead down. It's the same thing when the Philistines realized, oh, this is the presence of God. is killing us with tumors. Let's, say, let's put it on a car. Let's send it to the Israelites. And the people found it on the field and said, oh, what a great thing. Let me look in it. And then all of them had tumors and started dying. And they're like, hey, come take this. We don't want to speak about that presence of God. But there's a reason why it says, guard your steps. And you can say, well, pastor... We'll do what it says here. We forget about the presence of God and we can have a social club inside the church and we'll do things how we like it and how we decide. How about that? How about that? Huh? And that could happen from church to church. The Lord says, guard your steps. When? When you go or as, not when you're inside the house, you cannot have proper worship and proper interaction with the presence of God. The preparation happens the whole week before you come to the worship of God. So let me tell you how a Jew would go. So the Jews would get themselves ready. They would walk for a certain period, then stop and, and begin to say. But the moment they got to the temple, 
and they started walking up the steps. You will see them, praise God for he was with me. He was good. This was the deal. And others are like, Lord, I'm struggling with this. So they're praying and they're shouting out loud and maybe they're saying things you don't want to hear. Maybe you are encouraged by what they're saying, so you're praising God with them. This is happening as they're walking to the temple. I'm trying to have my kids not fight and go crazy in the car before we get to church. I'm glad you don't know that effect, but, you know, the devil wants to strike before you come into his presence. He wants to bring in his two cents as you go. When? This is an open-ended, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll read to you just one of the Psalms. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing to the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. How so great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. Memory lane? Memory lane a little bit? Present reality and memory lane, both. This is their worship. They did rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Uh-oh. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Warning. Self. Themselves and self. Okay, we'll come back to that. Bless our God, or peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept your soul among the living and who has let our feet slip. For you, O God, have rested, uh, uh, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid the crushing burden on our backs. You let the men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. What is he saying? Everyone corporately was opening up their memory lane and was shouting it to God. And this, you can see, this is a messianic, uh, uh, prophetic, because he's not speaking just to Israel. He's saying, you people, Scorpily, come together as we give worship. You will say, well, I don't have memory lane with God. You know, I believe, but I need to listen to the people who have, if you have had an interaction with the presence of God, it is not for you to keep it. It's for you to share it. It's for you to write a song about it. It's for you to write a poem. It's for you to make a picture. It's for you to bring it here. And you say, why? What is the positive answer to this passage in the New Testament? I'm glad you asked me that question. Because we read the negative one, right? Uh, 
So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, things that come from self, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by you may grow into, into, up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Memory lane, taste, it cannot happen without experiencing the presence of God. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. Bingo! Another aspect of why we are above the Jews. Why the Holy Spirit dwells within us. We're meant to do what? To bring about the reality of being a spiritual house. Now we should probably look at what it means to be a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood. To offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's what it means. I wonder if it talks about offering. The offering of fools in this passage, right? Offerings in this passage. And it keeps going and... You know, I won't read all of it, but you should read through the first 12 verses because it is the appropriate answer to what God is saying here. And now let me take you back to when this was written. Solomon's life, he had chased everything. He was wealthy beyond belief. He had thousands of wives, uh, uh, well, just over a thousand wives, but 10,000 concubines. That's a lot of women. And... Um, and a lot of things that he was chasing. And he had come to an end of himself. End of himself. When you come on an end of, your, of yourself and everything is vanity. Everything under the sun is meaningless or a vanity. What's left? presence of God so out of his place of struggle and turmoil and chasing the world you can chase God in an empty way well I'm going to go to that church because it looks like there's miracles and crazy things happening and you're really just chasing the rush of uh, and there are people around who wanted the food and to see Jesus do miracles all over the mega church was following him around when he was on earth do you think there's people like that in the church today? Do you think that people's souls are different than Solomon? Haven't people chased God or find meaning for their life out there and gone on trips? They have. The flesh has had a number on all of us. One way or another. And he's saying, don't do that. The Holy Spirit is saying to Solomon, don't do that. Having one or two or three or four experiences within the presence of God is more than anything this world or anything else has to offer. You know, we look at uh, the big prophets, but how much was it? The Lord appeared to Jeremiah four or five times, spoke to him four or five times, that's it. You meet some Christians today, 
It seems like every hour God is speaking to them. You need to take a step back. I'm not saying that there's a prompting of the Spirit. But you have to be careful, you know, when people say, Oh, Jesus visits me every day on their porch. You have to be very careful. I mean, we're speaking about Jeremiah. We're speaking about Isaiah. But now they have people who, you know, every hour they, you know, the Lord visits and they have something to say. You can take it into the wrong direction too. Overzealous or chasing something that. So I wonder why when I know the heart of God is for you and I to experience him and to know him. Why does he say guard your steps? Saying even if your intentions and your heart are good. You have to empty yourself. People come to church sometimes with an agenda. That's why he says, draw near to. Listen, when you draw near, someone else is the center. You draw near. Now you come to church. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to preach. This is how I'm going to lead worship. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to this one. Oh, there's a girl maybe I'll talk to. You know, I'm not married or vice versa. Or, you know, I need to make friends. I'm kind of lonely. So I need to serve my loneliness and, you know, my, my need for community. And I need to be encouraged. And, and that's true. But should those elements drive you to come to the house of the Lord? That's why the Lord says, guard your steps. Draw near to listen. You just need one word from God today. When you are in this reality, let me give you an example. Any of you sick? None of you. Okay. Any of you in pain? Some of you may be sick, suffering or something. Some of you may be coming, uh, may, may hear something from the doctor, say, you, 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 you have a few months, a few years. Let me tell you, when you get that message, and you step into the presence of God, that message is not true. Because when you got baptized, you did what? You died. That was your funeral. You watched your funeral. You, you tell the church, I step now into the life of Christ. Your reality, because you love the presence of God, is, Lord, come. When am I going to see you? When are you coming next? One good thing that I learned for the Seventh-day Adventist is their zeal for the coming of the Lord. Uh, but it's also very healthy for us uh, to say, well, I'm not sure if it's coming now or not. But that expectancy and that ardency needs to be a reality of our life. That we are on a journey meeting Him. And then that is what we desire. And that's where we want to be. And it's not the grip of death that will, that will oppress me or the suffering. But it is the joy of coming home and being in His presence. 
And that is the difference for someone who is within themselves or for someone who lives in the reality of the kingdom. When they, they, they know, Jesus says, and your life is hid with Christ on high. If your life is in the presence of Almighty God, anointed one, is there illness and death in that presence? And it's secure there. And it's reserved there for you. So that's why guard your steps. I need to trans... And I give you an example to understand how practically... This is just one example. When I approach, in that mentality, I need to change my mind to worship God rightly for the life that I have in Him. And I cherish. And now you see that, hey, you know, Paul and Timothy, they're beaten, bruised, bleeding. And they're in a dark jail, shivering, cold. And the jail is like, they're praising God and thanking God. I'm like, they should be in pain, crying and crawling and, you know, maybe crying to God. Oh, look at the misery we're in. But there was a barrier Made by the blood of the Lamb. They brought them into the, the, the Holy of Holies. And the reality of the presence of God was so strong. You start reading those martyrs' lives. And the church, how they're like, I wonder if God is going to bless me so I can die for the kingdom. I, I'm one of the blessed ones. Because I can give testimony of my life in Christ, my own life to die. So when they were put in jail, flocks of the church would, would go to the cells and say, Wow, you must be a blessed person because you were chosen to, to give up your life to, for Christ and the gospel. And say, can, can you pray for me? Because God must have you in favor. Now, I tell you, because in this passage, you know what he tells us in 2 Timothy? There will come a time when they will declare... God, but what will happen? They will deny His. There's a form of godliness, but He's denying its power. Listen, that is proportional to the reality of presence of God. And that is true both personally in how you relate with the presence of God in your life and your leading and your decisions and the struggles that you have. That's your guiding light. Or you can say, you know what? I'm being affected by the external and by my own flesh. But I'm telling you, you came to church today to say, Lord, nothing can steal away the joy that I have in you. I came here to praise you because of the eternal life I have in you. Because of the hope I have in you. And when people come to church and your kids here, you know, wow, guys, we're going to church because it's such a blessed place. It is where I want to die. Praising God and lifting my hands and worshiping Him. Because that's my reality where I forever will be. And I'm waiting for you guys there. David, even in his sin, when the Lord took his child, said, Oh, you know, my son, you're going, but I'm coming too. You. He got up from mourning. And people are like, he mourned as he was dying and now he's praising God afterwards. He wasn't crazy. He wasn't a crazy a lunatic. 
But because now we have the spirit, there needs to be a transformation. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Do you have those memorized? Good ones to memorize. Be renewed by the transformation of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, right? To bring what? Proper worship. This is your act of worship. It says you can see guard your steps because we have life and the spirit in you. Unless we begin to learn how to not walk in the flesh, Romans 8. How not to walk in the flesh, Galatians 5. But to walk in the spirit, Romans 7 and 8 and, and, and Galatians 5. Is the only way we can approach God. Why? Because in this worship... Time, the worship time, the praise time, the prayer time is when you are meant to have spiritual transactions with God. And when I come here, I'm supposed to preach God's word and hopefully you will hear his voice and the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. Right? The presence of God and the worship. And that's why when worship gets great, you feel like a floodgate has opened and a reality of the presence of God has flown in the midst of us. And when people walk into churches like that, they'll say, you know what? Something is happening there. Jesus is alive and well in that place. We don't want to offer the sacrifice of fools. And I know some of you are very smart. But do you know that God never asks us how smart or how good we are? Rather, he says, deny self. Walk by faith. Walk in the truth. Walk by the spirit. Walk in love. Walk in the light. Walk in wisdom. Ah. When we learn those walks, those walks bring us in a proper way in the presence of God. Do you think in the presence of God there's such a role of much effort and many words? You know, and this is sometimes how we, uh, we guide people. Look, look how much they do for the Lord. Look how much they, they, they do and they work. And we need them to work much. Psalm 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. That word vain, I don't like it. Unless the Lord watches the city, the watchers watch in vain. But to those whom the Lord loves, that intimacy with the presence of God, He even gives them in their sleep. Much effort, many words were all guided. Remember, instead of coming into the presence of God and loving that presence, we have our own ideas, they work our emotions, we have dreams, we have visions. It comes from a, a place that we're coveting to be in the presence of God, but they may be guided by our flesh. And now it brings me back to this very 
important word. And I'm stepping down because this is in the human arena. Human arena will look at you at the strength of your commitment to God. Look how committed they are. And they look at your volition. When you step into the kingdom realm, the Lord sees it as how you love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, strength. Love. You know what the beauty is about this? When the Lord says, guard your steps, He lets me know nobody's a saint without Him. I'm looking at you, and you may want to make me look like you're a great saint, only because of Jesus. Only because of Jesus. You're no saint, my friend. If Jesus is in you, you're a saint. Otherwise, he wouldn't tell us, guard your steps. So when we come here, are we worshiping Emmy or Jeremy or Eddie or Jenny? We're all about Jesus and what he's doing in our life. And when we fellowship... It's in Him, and that's what we fellowship. Not because we eat together and we hang out. Anybody can do that. It's because of the reality we have in Christ. With our struggles, with our joys, with our walk with the Lord, with our victories, with our failures. But you know what? Because we're in Christ. For God is in heaven and you are on the earth. And right now, I want to say that in my heart, I have, to, I have to be honest with myself. How ardent is my heart to experience God's presence? How much in my heart do I want to be there with Him? It comes from a place of love. I don't want to bring it to your evolution and say, you need to pray for 10 hours before you come to church. But I want to give you, prepare yourself. Learn how to open up the memory lane of your soul before you come to church. When you step in, honor God with your presence through prayer. And I don't feel bad that, oh, he's bringing a tradition in the church. I will kneel here. Why? Because I want the voice of God through his word to speak to you. And this is how we want to move forward. Because I believe that we can experience more than just the omnipresence of God of everywhere, but even the anointed presence of God. Where things will happen beyond of what we could comprehend. To His glory and honor. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank You, Lord, for um, You reign supreme. For, Lord, uh, you want this church and you're calling us to a place as we're moving closer and closer to your Shekinah glory and to your temple, Lord, to check our hearts, to check our spirits. And, Lord, to come there 
so we can see our future, our eternal future in its beauty, in its righteousness, it's in holy, and in the grace and the splendor of where you live. Just the way Isaiah said, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. Just the way Ezekiel, I fell down as though dead. Just as John and Peter, Lord, blessed are those who have believed and yet they have not seen. Lord, we pray that you will form here a priesthood of all believers. That we will be your chosen generation for the work that you have in our midst. Lord, we thank you that you are encouraging us for our own good, not towards our detriment, because you know how we live, to guard our steps as we come to your house, to empty ourselves of vows and visions and agendas and dreams. So, Lord, we pray that we will be known of being a God-centered church, that we would be known for you to indwell us and for you to be at the core and center of all that we have done. Forgive our zeal, forgive our ignorance, and continue, Lord, to refine us into that reality. As you say, Lord, your kingdom come, and we pray that your kingdom come and your will be done in our midst. In Jesus' name we ask, Father. Amen. Sing, I will trust. I will trust my Savior Jesus When my darkest doubts befall Trust Him when to simply trust Him Seems the hardest thing of all. I will trust my Savior Jesus. Trust Him when my strength is small. For I know the shield of Jesus is the safest place of all. Jesus, only Jesus, help me trust you more and more. Jesus, only Jesus, may my heart be ever I will trust my Savior Jesus, for He His way is best. And I know the path He's chosen leads to everlasting rest. Jesus, only Jesus. Jesus, only Jesus, help me trust you more and more. May my heart be ever yours. 
Jesus, only Jesus, help me trust you more and more. Jesus, only Jesus, may my heart be ever yours. Then you like to pray, I will be available after the worship service to pray with you. And even right now, let me just uh, pray over us. And now may the God of peace bless you and move you forward knowing that you have been sealed by His presence to have an eternal, everlasting life with a life that's hidden with Christ on high. So may you cherish that and go in the blessed hope of that reality and be a light in this world. Amen. In all my sorrows, Jesus is better. Make my heart believe. In every victory, Jesus is better. Dismissed.